to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for clothes only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 258. And what we're going to do is we take a scripture, and in this particular instance, it's a parable, and we update it, put a man's spin on it, find the relevance to our own personal lives. And I'm telling you, this one is not easy to do. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to introduce our panel he is a former world-class policy writer and a current professional gambler, the producer of the show, Mr. Steve Titch. Yeah, hey, Steve. Steve. And a former prosecutor, a attorney, kind of the group historian. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. hey Mike. How are you? And my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a indie writer, producer, creative kind of guy. Uh, but I work as a contractor, so I'm out in the field slugging it out um, all day long. So, and with this, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get an overview. Start with the producer, Mr. Steve Titch. This is another one of these difficult parables, like the one we did uh, in the previous podcast, where the characters aren't all that savory and in this case we have a king who seems to be rather a cruel king and might have been modeled in this story after after Herod Archelaus Archelaus uh, who was a bit of a tyrant whose reign really it wasn't it wasn't contemporary with Jesus ministry but it was maybe around the time he was born he's mentioned early in Matthew as when 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 Joseph Mary and and young Jesus are returning from Egypt they avoid Judea because because Archelaus is there uh, but as we get into the parable Archelaus kind of went to Rome left his kingdom around 654 BC went to Rome to essentially have his have his kingdom validated by claiming he was the heir of Herod the Great. Um, so, but he was not a, a he was a mean guy. He 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 had some he had some rebellion problems. He put about a thousand Jews to death, uh, massacred them, uh, and yet yet he seems to be like kind of like that the TV show Law and Order. This this example seems to be ripped. From the headlines and slightly adjusted for the parable, but uh, I, I, I'm just introducing it there. But I think really at at heart, this parable is about God's expectations for us, uh, and that as believers we have work to do. And and thinking about this this week, it it really should speak to men because God wants men of action, and sometimes we get this impression, or maybe men are afraid that. Becoming Christians means they're wimps. Uh, when this this parable stay, stands in direct uh, direct opposition to that idea of that that classic the 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 monast the, the the guy in the monastery the monk in the monastery on his knees all by himself in the dark praying chanting and doing nothing. No, 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 no. This this is this is what God wants you out there. He wants you engaged. 
and and we'll see. And and he wants you to. He wants results. He wants productivity. That's the thing in here. You know, results count. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Cropper. Folks, it's it's funny because when you when you listen to the the parable itself and we listen to the scriptures. I think it's funny because Jesus uses rather a, a, a strict parable like Steve says. He brings in here and says, boy, if you don't get it right, folks, serving God, you might die. There's a suggestion of that. Even yes. I don't think that's true, but, but it's scary. Yes. What Steve is saying is true. The parable he used of Herod and Herod's son, Achilles, uh, um comes across with, with death in this parable, which we're going to look at. Bill will read that in just a minute. But it, I, I find it humorous, but it's not mm-hmm. humorous because you, what we're going to try to do is sift through what Jesus is alluding to and what we think he means for facts and what he, in fact, what he really means and what he's telling us and suggesting us to do. But um, uh, let me, I, I, I wrote an intro. I usually do, folks. I don't know if you know that or not, but I usually write my intros because I try to put my thoughts in, in a way that, in, in a situation where they will be the same when I present them as I wrote them. <laughs> Whatever that means. Anyway, today's parable examines two scenarios of business management. Our lesson comes from Luke 19, 11 through 27. If some of you want to grab your Bible so you can follow Bill with it, Steve's has aptly told you a little bit about it, and and I have uh, alluded to it also. It's not about Jesus healing people. It's about him judging his servants and those persons who choose not to serve him. Jesus has now headed Jerusalem, and folks, many of his followers believe he will establish his kingdom on earth before he, uh, uh, when he arrives in Jerusalem, possibly. Uh, Though the illustration or through the illustration of this parable, Jesus tells his followers that he is indeed king, but he will not be promoted to king over the kingdom here on earth until he first returns to heaven and comes back to earth. The parable itself is about the work his followers should be doing while he's gone. Bill? And with that, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, read the scripture. It's Luke 19, 11 through 27. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minas. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, sir, your mina has earned 10 more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you've been trustworthy with very small matter Take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. The master said, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. 
you knew, did you, that I am a hard man taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I came back I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. Sir, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty rough there. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Kind of, kind of a bad deal for the people that didn't want me to be king. Yeah. Um, no, uh, what I was talking about is this. Of course, um, like Steve talked about uh, before, it's, it's about more than money. And, and I think, especially when you get to the end, uh, when that one servant says, <clears throat> you are a hard man, and I didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to waste it or lose it. So I'm giving it back to you as mm-hmm. if you, you entrusted it to him. <clears throat> you know, and I totally get that being in the military, having, I had some commanders that were, they, they were, uh, big jerks, you know, and, and I wouldn't, I would not have done anything more than that for them also. But, Stepping back from this a little bit and talking about talents, and I, I was thinking about how kind of unfair it is. And I think we all know people that are out there that are way more talented than we are. They have more resources, they're taller, they're more skilled, and we wish that, man, if I just had their talent, I would mm-hmm. be awesome. No, actually, you probably still be you. You know, and and money is a great way to kind of look at it. And I was thinking about this all week before I got here. This is a great lesson for men, especially guys like Steve Titch and myself. Steve is a professional gambler. He uses money as sport and he's good at it. Me. I'm a professional loser. That's why I don't gamble. And I would be one of the servants that would not risk because that's not in my toolbox. What is in my toolbox? Just like my dad. I'm good at making money, but I am terrible at investing it. It, But that's why this isn't about money. And I disagree with you saying that you... You don't take risks because if you look back, you probably have you've taken risks with with your artistic career. You've taken risks even you're in business for yourself, so you're already doing that. But but the, no, this is but but this is this is the difficult aspect of this parable. There are many in that Matthew, it's talents, and everybody gets a different amount. Here, it's minas, or pretty much this, it's 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 a sum of money essentially, and everybody gets the same amount, but. The, again, we have, we have the, 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 the servant who is wicked, who is punished, has not really acted actively against Jesus or against, the, in the story, the king. 
he just sat there and did nothing because he was afraid to. He was afraid. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose them. I, I'm afraid to take any action. This is this is the. These are. We all know people who have seen opportunities come their way and just sat there in indecision and let it go by. And and I got so I got a story to tell. I mean, I knew um, that. I, 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 peripherally I knew some people who knew Lyle Lovett when he was not Lyle Lovett yet he was a little band and uh, you know doing his thing and we that, that long after uh, you know we were visiting them and Ly, we were, I guess they wanted to Lyle Lovett was on this is how long ago it was, it was when Garson was still on the, the Tonight Show so they're gonna, we're going to just see his, somebody taped it so we're going to watch it and you know they watched it except for one guy who was sitting holding a beer moping whatever and you know it didn't bother them but I asked around well what was his story why was it such a bad mood and he said well when Lyle Lovett got his decided to up and go to California to pursue a record contract, he was with Lyle, but instead he wanted to keep his job in a coffee shop. <laughs> wow. And as far as I know at that point, he still had his job in the coffee pot, but every one of his members was on Carson that night. And uh, so there, and, and, uh, but so there's the material aspect of this. Now, the 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 aspect of of what Jesus wants us to be doing that for the kingdom, and he wants us to be he. That's that's the expectation there. He does not want us in church doing nothing, thinking that that's all we have to do. Come to church, do the praise, and he wants to see, he wants to see results in one way or another. I see you're giving me a high sign, so I'll 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 stop there. <laughs> ah, the, giving the producer the high sign, man, that's a good feeling. And this, we're going to go ahead and take our very first break. This is No Church Answers with the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, guys. Podcast number two fifty eight. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And this is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 258. We are, this is No Church Answers, and, and I get it. I'm going to go to Michael Cropper. I'm just going to kind of punt on this thing <laughs> because, and I agree, it is more than money, but 
for me, um, sometimes I just can't get the theme of money out of my mind, and so I'll go to Cropper before I go back to money. <laughs> Pass the ball to Cropper, yeah. Steve alluded to Matthew, folks. There's a, there's a uh, parable of talents where Jesus tells uh, the, the, um, his listeners and followers about a rich man who's going into another country, and he calls three of his servants, and, and, and he gives them, one, he gives five talents, another, he gives two talents to, and another one, one talent. Now, the, the thing that's very interesting, and here Steve alluded to it, is in this parable, when this landowner gives these servants these talents and then he leaves to give them time to use them and and uh, accomplish whatever business they want to accomplish. And by the way, he leaves them with the means to do it. And the same thing with the parable today. This nobleman who went into another country and gave, gave them each 10 minus left his business for him. I don't think the one that didn't do anything that hit his minor didn't do anything. Steve's right. And Jesus called him wicked because he didn't do anything with it. Uh, and he had all the talents, all the assets, maybe even advisors of his master to help him accomplish a successful business while he is gone. Well, the parable of the talents, when Jesus says this, this landowner gives five talents to one, two talents to one, and one to another, he says, according to their abilities. You don't hear that phrase in this one, but I, I think you can infer it, mm-hmm. right? You can well, infer one, it by one what got they ten, did. One got five. I mean, clearly there, they, he, he, there's an illustration that not every, you know, you had you had the superstar, you had the decent guy, and then you had the. We well, have the one that, yeah. and to me, the first one who he gives five to mm-hmm. has business savvy mm-hmm. to begin with. They're all stewards. They're all mm-hmm. managers of his property. And the one he gives two to, he says, okay, I think this guy can do good, but we'll see. We'll give him two. And the last one, he gives one thinking, I don't know if he's going to get anything done or not, but he doesn't do anything with it. And the same parable today. So so to me, yes, we use money as an example here, but I, I believe that, that, that God gives us certain talents, and those talents and abilities have to do with the fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. and Right, the gifts mm-hmm. and our gifts of administration, and whether apostle, a teacher, a prophet. Steve is a great teacher. Bill is a good teacher. Bill is an encourager. I don't have, I don't possess their abilities. Now I can work and strive to accomplish those, but it will not come naturally. Those things like Bill has and Steve has. No, you're so, good at sharing experience. That's well, yeah, yeah, I am. I, I can share a lot because that's my heart. Uh, so I believe that when Christ gives these things and when he gives these examples, he's telling you, you have certain things that you should use that are God-given to I, you, right? I also to accomplish. think that in this case, though, I think the big thing is the Word itself. The Word of God itself. Yes. I mean, that's because, yes. exactly, because in talent, talents literally might mean, you know, as, as we now have come to know the Word, talents yes. and gifts, although in, in those days it represented a specific sum of of money, mm-hmm. but in this case, everybody gets the same amount, one mina. So you could yeah. view that as you could view that in in this lesson as things we all get. We get twenty four hours in a day. Uh, mm-hmm. We get you know we we, we get uh, we get a share. Everybody gets shares of opportunities coming their way. Um, the everybody to use a poker manager, Oh, yeah. everybody sooner or later you're going to get dealt. Uh, you know, uh, pocket aces. 
uh, you get dealt the odds are you'll get it one in every 220 times. So you're gonna you're gonna get that opportunity to play them. Uh, it's how you play them is 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 key to it. But more seriously, it's um, the word of God may be the one commonality here. We 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 are given this gift of the gospel. Yes. And how are we going to put it into action? Now yes. that we've accepted yes. it, we've accepted mm-hmm. it. And 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 then and yeah, that's where our gifts come in. So yes, so we, but, we we use our and, and I'm not necessarily saying that that is all about going out and helping the poor or but it's part of that is that. But there's there's you might say it's the word, knowing it and then then seizing opportunities when they come along to either not necessarily just proselytize, but we we talk about it so many times on so many different ways on this podcast of how you express. The word of God, how you witness through, you know, other ways of witnessing besides just the Roman road or preaching on it. Uh, yeah. the, the examples, the examples of, and, and uh, I regret there was a time, um, and, I, and it was a long time ago, uh, but there was, I, I had a, I, I was living in Chicago and I had a condo and it was one of these nice converted uh, six flats. Um, and we had a nice bag. It was, it was very nicely renovated, but it wasn't in st- the best section of town still. It was, it was, it was gentrifying. Um, so not, you know, occasionally there'd be, there'd be, you know, you're, I, I wouldn't even call them homeless. I just think they were guy, they're alcoholics that hung out waiting for the, for the bars to open. But there was a guy there, you know, he was outside my back, backyard gate, um, out telling that, that, that just images and and you know he's sitting there minding his own business and I think it was a Saturday morning and I just really thought uh, I, I should have brought him a cup of coffee or something and mm-hmm. I didn't and I and I feel bad that I didn't do that because you know the guy was harmless uh, he was sitting there if it were me I'd 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 really appreciate a cup of coffee if that's all I had mm-hmm. and I feel bad about that and I feel that was a lost opportunity just in part of the old least of my brothers type thing. Yeah. I know I missed an opportunity there to, you know, get another Mina for the kingdom. This yeah. parable brought up memories, two memories for me. Uh, one that was a really good memory and another memory with it. I absolutely furious about mm-hmm. it and it still uh, upsets me. And the, the one that makes me really feel good is, uh, because I've been to the soup kitchen, loaves and fishes, so many times, I actually recognize people uh, mm-hmm. when homeless people because it's it's the same people, you know, the vast majority of the time. And if you ever really want to feel rich, give a homeless person twenty dollars. They'll get changed. They'll get changed all day. They'll get one or two. I this one guy, I really, I just like him. I don't even know his name, and. Uh, I, I saw him and I go, hey, dude. And I reached and I didn't have, all I had was a 20 in my wallet. But I gave it to him. And man, he felt wealthy and I felt wealthy. It was awesome. You know, and I'll, and I'll get another one when I go to the ATM. But at, when was the last time that he had one? Probably quite a while, you know. And I think about that story when I think about when this parable about how using that gift, you know, and and then I think about the wicked person. I sold computers and I was working on this deal and uh, 
the they sent the manufacturer's rep these huge line printers i was going to sell a hundred of them i had the deal ready to go i had my i rented a truck even to take the demo out and they said well you need to take the manufacturer's rep with you i go nah i think i got this under control so let, let, let's say his name is trey because it was trey and so he comes with me and you know what i made the sale out of those hundred they bought that one demo unit from me and you know what they bought 99 direct from trey so i did not get a commission on those 99 absolutely infuriating still to this day did you have to take him with you or? my boss my boss oh yeah it was yeah it was okay. the line yeah i want to yeah. say stay here son but, oh man <laughs> actually <laughs> i was compared to him i was the son <laughs> it happened that long ago but the thing about it is also believe in your talent believe it and there's so many times as steve talked about analyst paralysis but I'm going to just bring up something else. You know that weird time when somebody looks kind of familiar, but you don't want to say anything because that moment's going to be awkward, okay? Just say hi. Hi, my name is. Hi, I'm Bill or whatever. And you'll be amazed at how unawkward that moment is once you get through it. And as I read this parable, it, it brought up, of course, about money with me because I'm just, I'm going to make it and I just not, don't seem to be good at investing. And it's just kind of the way it is. But, um, but also use it. And there's places that are absolutely in your wheelhouse to use it. Money and talent that money represents mm -hmm. the uh, steve mentioned three things and uh, folks and this is actually three points that our, our lesson the author of our lesson presents here and that's uh, uh, remember we talked about the matthew example and we said christ said these talents are given according to your abilities in this one steve alluded to this particular parable and he said there's 10 servants that are given 10 minus each. They're all given the same number. So how do you differentiate between that? Well, Steve told us there are three things that we all have equal to each other. And I'm summing that up because what he, I've, I've got that. And Steve was is making this point, folks. All of us have seven days a week, right? All of us have 24 hours a day. All of us have the Bible to read and study. And we all have the opportunity to pray in those times, okay? Whether we're real quick-witted, slow-witted, it doesn't matter. We all have that, those same opportunities. And then the opportunities that Bill just mentioned, we will all have an opportunity one way or another. And Steve mentioned buying the guy a cup of coffee there many times. I, I've passed by people and not giving them money. I look back and thought, Holy Spirit was convicting me. And there's other times, nope, this, this is fine. But, but uh, we'll leave that for another day on how you determine which. I don't know the answer to that. We've, we've discussed that in some of our podcasts. But the point is, is yes, if an opportunity looks you in the face, and it's obvious, folks, don't walk past it. Okay? The opportunity to share Christ, say hi, anything. I was surprised. Folks, we, uh, 
we missed a couple of weeks of the podcast, and, and I go to a gym and work out for two weeks, and I didn't go this two weeks. I had three people immediately come to me, where have you been? <laughs> because I say hi to them. From the first day I went into the gym, I started saying hi to everybody. Some respond, some do not. Most of the older gentlemen respond, and they become my friends now. They'll go out of their way to find me and say hi to me. So as simple as what Bill said, if you don't know what to say, say hi right? Uh, show the love of Christ. Even at smile them, say, hi, good to see you. It's great to see you. Now, I'm, I'm going to bring up another another issue here I find that, that wasn't addressed in this parable or the other parable of the, the, um, uh, the uh, talents. Uh, at the end, we see that the lazy servant who did nothing with the mina, or the ten minas, didn't do anything with them, he says, the, the, um, the king comes back and he says, take his minors away from him and give it to the one who has ten minors or who actually uh, uh, expanded it to the yes. most yeah. most success, right? Okay, now, now, number one, why did he give it to him versus anybody else? And I'm thinking because he sees the ability to expand it so great, this guy does so well. But But the second thing is, okay, so... We have, we have these guys, and you have the example of the ones who do real well with the minors, 10 of them, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the one who does nothing with it. Okay, I, they left out an example where someone who tries to do something with 10 and doesn't accomplish anything. And I'm thinking, this is very interesting, because I have made mistakes when I first saw this. I, I, I Folks, I invested <laughs> money whenever... Uh, whenever, after I became a Christian, when I had inherited some money, I lost almost all of it. So this doesn't mean go out and just blindly invest, right? Yeah, no, no, but actually you raised, you raised, you raised two, because, and, and, and let me don't have to go to rape this, because I think these are the two difficult aspects of that. Good. Yes, you, yes. One, one is that, again, the, the, the fellow, the servant who hid the mina, who didn't do anything, just kept it, uh, didn't grow its value is mm-hmm. punished, mm-hmm. and and there is there is a call to accounting here that supposedly that gets in you know into doctrinal problems where we're supposedly yes, saved we're saved there's nothing we have to do to earn our salvation yet yet we have we have this parable where 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 there is a there is an accounting mm-hmm. what did you do. What did you do for me? And it's not, and, and, and they're, they ain't giving out participation ribbons. <laughs> they're, right. They're, they're, <laughs> right. That's right. Um, they're, 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 the, 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 those who produced were given more. And those yes. who didn't do, didn't produce anything, what they had is taken away from them. I, I, and, 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 this, and the author does not answer this question really well in this, but I think it's a good one to bring up. What does this mean? Yes. Being, that's what I'm getting at. Yes. Absolutely, Steve. Yeah. And that's right. And we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Man Up Podcast 258. And we'll get back into what does it mean. <laughs> that's right. Hey, pastors and church leaders. 
Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. We, um, we, we, if we look back to verse, uh, it looks like 12, 12, uh, the the nobleman who went away to be, be crowned or, or go to his coronation to be king of this country, he says to his servants, he says, he gives them each 10 miles. He tells them, put this money to work until I come back, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually their job. Right. It's not a choice. Right. We have a choice of serving Christ, right? Mm-hmm. It's not right. necessarily our, our, our job unless we're on the staff as a minister. But wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me, let me, okay. let me make one more say, then you come in. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, anyway, so I'm thinking here, and I'm looking at this, okay, this guy does not do anything with his money, and they, and they do differentiate between subjects and servants. The subjects are the ones who are going to be put to death. They are like, he's mm-hmm. like a mayor or a governor, and those people under him who don't like him, and we don't know the reason why they don't mm-hmm. like him. It doesn't tell us. But the guy who doesn't do anything with his minus, absolutely does nothing, has not done his job. So my 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 reasoning here is I'm looking at this and thinks, so what happens to this guy? He doesn't get kicked out of heaven if Jesus is likening to Christians, but he loses his job. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing, and he gets shamed when he gets stands before the judgment seat. Right. So I'm thinking he'll lose his job versus the other ones, the subjects who will be put to death. I, now, I Steve, think, go no, ahead. No, go I, ahead. Think, I think there are. Yeah, I think exactly the the, the servants are employees. Now that that every employee is not a great employee, like right. you're putting, and and some of them definitely don't have their heart in it. Um, but we can look at it this way. And the enemies, the, the king has enemies. Now, there are enemies of God out there. Yeah. There are people who don't, you know, who, who basically are actively against religion, actively against Christianity, actively do not believe this. We'll, 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 we'll put it down. We'll attack believers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, you know, they don't want this king. They don't want the no. Lord. No. Um, so, and, and as we see here, it's a pretty harsh outcome for that. Yes. But then you have those who have supposedly signed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in signing up, it's clear from this parable they get responsibilities. They get, they get jobs. That's like right. you said, they get jobs. Yes. You want to be on board. And, and, and yeah, how motivated are you? How is, is this the test? Or am I just going along? Am I just going to church because that's what my dad did? That's what my uncle does. That's what I got to do to network. You know, that's and 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 so yeah. Why are you there? Maybe that comes down to why you are there. And and finally, to get back to to what you were saying, the the um, the people with the, it doesn't cover people who may have invested and lost the money, who may have took the risk and lost, may have pushed all in and got got you know got sucked out on the river <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think i think the point is is that they took advantage of the opportunity they were right they were i'll bring this up in my summation 
counselor. No, no, no. <laughs> so, no, no. no. There's, I, I think going back to our talents, folks, yeah, don't, you have to go deeper than the surface. Mm-hmm. You got to go deeper than the surface. If you're going to invest money or, or, or any of your wealth and you think, first of all, we know the commandments. Mm-hmm. We are to tithe. Okay, so there should not be any question in your mind about what you should do with your money toward the kingdom of God. But in your own use of your money, your own, you, got, you have to be careful. As I learned the hard way, I, learned, I lost a lot of money because I thought I had the right investment and I did the right thing. And boy, oh boy, boy, you play the stock market and you are gambling, right? Anybody thinks the stock market is not gambling. You're wrong. But anyway, coming back I to this. I have some NFTs to sell you. <laughs> you have a bridge to sell me? Yeah. <laughs> NFTs? Cryptocurrency. Can I buy it? Can I buy Bitcoin? Use yeah, 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 my Bitcoin. No. I'll buy it. No, anyway, folks. Uh, so so uh, what are we going to be judged for? We're going to be judged by our works. We're going to all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we will receive both the rewards and punishments. Steve mentioned this, I think. For 2 Corinthians 5.10. Note that the good works are rewarded in the text by greater allotment. Steve said this. I think Bill referred to this. The bad works are not recognized except that the lazy Christian is cast out. That's, now, that, is, that is not what they teach us in Baptist school. I hate to say that. Right. <laughs> but it's there. It's, it's there. there. It's as clear as day. Uh, anyway. Um, so... so just without going into money, good works. What sort of good works would we be talking about? Uh, Romans 14.1 says, uh, um, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but do not dispute with him over doubtful things. I liken this what Bill said. When you're gonna, you see an opportunity to witness for the Lord and you don't know what to say, say hi. <laughs> say, how are you doing? If anything, just do something that is reasonable. That is encouraging to the other person. Bill is a great encourager, like I said. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, with that, Romans 14.1, I'm going to tell you, don't argue over minute differences. Don't spend your time over, over arguing over, over things that will not change the world or change the facts in the case. Um, do not verbally attack people who are weak in the faith. This comes from Romans also. Romans 14.3, bad works... Let us not place a stumbling block in our brother's way. In other words, uh, bad works, for instance, Paul uses, says this for Christians, it's causing others to fall or make a wrong decision. For non-Christians, it's persecuting and condemning Christians or making fun of them and making their life difficult. Well, we make fun of each other, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean, folks. Um, what I'm getting at there, folks, there, there are many fruits other than just witnessing for the Lord. Now, Steve gave us a great introduction in our format to this, and he said you could look at the minors as being persons who you have won to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, folks, once again, the Bible and Paul clearly says not everyone's given the gift of evangelism, not everyone's given the gift of prophecy, not everyone's given the gift of, of, um, of teachers, but all of us are giving the same time to use our talents in the degree that fits our personality and our character. And I believe that's, that's a very important thing here. And those persons who were lazy that we looked at both in Matthew and, and today in our, our section today in Luke, those persons who are successful use their opportunities, use their time, and they use the resources God has given them when they had the opportunity that fits their personalities. 
Well, we're coming down to the end of this particular podcast. Going to go around the room one more time and get some takeaways uh, from the fellows. This uh, is pretty close to the end of this study, Connect 360 by GC2 Press, uh, the parables. And w- I'm glad they p- left a hard one for the for the last. Uh, and and I think about it and. I think about myself, and I used to use this example to my grandpa. He used to laugh. Uh, sometimes I just felt like a a mule on a farm animal. Got a big old yoke on, just pulling the plow back and forth, back and forth. And uh, my grandpa used to say, well, you have a tractor, so you aren't a mule, but you're not much above it. <laughs> and I think some people... Everybody has a talent. And I I think a big part of it is recognizing what you have and recognizing Mm -hmm. that it is a talent. Even a mule has talent, and that talent's persistence, (laughs) you know, if nothing else. So, and with that, I'm going to go around the room one more time, get some takeaways from the fellas and uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, I have a question here. Uh, if you guys want to chime in, it's fine. When are we not doing the will of God? The reason I ask you is, it's in our lesson day, uh, folks, in, uh, on page 118 of our lesson. It says, um, when you stand before the Lord one day, he will examine our works. Our management will be tested in the fire of his evaluation. Uh, the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet he will still be saved. We as Baptists believe once saved, always saved, even though only as one escaping through the open flames. Uh, now, he refers to this, he alludes later that if you build your foundation, if you build your house on, you build your faith on riches, on gold, silver, gifts, and, and uh, other things. I think Paul talks about this in Corinthians he says, they will all be tested against fire, and they will be tested. And the good works, which are for the kingdom, I believe, are the ones that will survive the fire and will be benefit to, to God and to us. And those works which are not beneficial to us or were not beneficial to the kingdom will be burned up in the flames. So, folks, you can use your, your, your finances, you can use your talents, or your gifts, Loveness, kindness, uh, uh, long-suffering, and you can use whatever else you have that God has given you to to further the kingdom of God, or you can use it to further yourself. And I highly encourage you to use it to further the kingdom of God. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch? I'll, I'll go on to say, and, and don't miss those opportunities. I'm, I'm going to yes. close with some thoughts from, since we're still in the height of the baseball season, Gene Mock, manager, he's fourth all time in wins. Gene Mock managed for twenty for uh, twenty six seasons, won third, won three thousand nine hundred and forty two games, never won a pennant or a World Series. Is the is the known as the record of the manager with the most wins without a pennant or World Series, and I'll tell you why. Gene Mock is remembered 
as a master of small ball. He'd put a 300 hitter, would get a hit, uh, and get on first base, and a 350 hitter would come bat after him, and he would have him bunt. He would sacrifice, he would play for one run. In fact, I looked up his record today, Gene Mock's Gene Mock as a manager, his, his players bunted 5% of the time. 5.1 wow. to be precise. Okay? Let's look at another manager, Earl Weaver, who never, never managed as many, many games as he did, won only 1480. However, Weaver won one World Series and four pennants because mm. Weaver built his... He didn't build... He, he played for a three-run homer. <laughs> right. That was his whole strategy. Now, his players struck out a lot, and I'm sure there were people, oh, yeah, he's going to strike out five. You know. He was aggressive. He didn't play station to station. Gene Mock was the quintessential play-it-safe manager. And so he won some games. He had some good teams. He was given some good teams. Almost got there with the Angels in 1986. Um, so... um. But my point being is that don't 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 play it safe. Don't don't be afraid. Seize the opportunity. Be aggressive. This is the man message that Christ wants us to be aggressive in the faith. And I'm not by aggressive. I don't mean obnoxious getting in people's faces. By aggressive, I mean when you have an opportunity Take advantage of spreading that word. When you have an opportunity to spread the word of Jesus or to witness for the Lord or to, to, to just show your behavior, to show your, your Christian nature, do not shy away. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking to guys out there. Yeah, you might not be the guy in church who, you know, is the guy who, when they're singing, raises his hands high or, you know, all the gesturing and all. You might not even like to sing out loud. It might not be your bag. So fine. But when you're out there in the world, that's, your, that's, that's, that's when you're in the game. So get yourself in the game and Make the most of your opportunities because they're going to be there. And this is what God, this is what God expects from you. This is the parable here. God expects it. You're, you're going to get called to account. What did you do on that day when that guy, you know, it was obvious I was sending you a spiritual message. That guy wanted a cup of coffee. You know, it would have been a nice Christian thing to do. What did you do? You blew it then. Now, I hope I don't have too many of those. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about here. And thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I just wanted to add one thing and just to try to make things easier for you. And practice it if you have to, because I know for a fact, because I felt it myself, see someone that's standing there and you're in a networking room or kind of a networking getting together place. No one's talking to you and no one's talking to them. And you have that weird dynamic. <laughs> Stick your hand out and say, hi, I'm in my case, I say, Bill, you'd be surprised how unawkward that is, especially if you do it a couple of times, that sets it in motion.
And thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 258, The No Church Answers. And on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you are unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming services on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Start Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready to go, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find that one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Men Up. And on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you are unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming services on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Start Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready to go, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find that one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.